legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Legacy Leaders Podcast. Are you doing the best for your client to help them create their legacy? Are you creating a plan that goes far beyond finances to help people ensure that it becomes the driving force behind all decisions? On this podcast, hosts Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller will help you with growing your practice and your client's peace of mind. Together, they bring the best and brightest minds to share with you how to help your clients develop their best legacy. And now, here are your hosts, Katie Beth and Stan. Welcome back to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Today, our guest is sales expert and author, Ruth Farrington. Ruth, welcome to the show. Thank you both, Katie Beth, Stan. It's fantastic to be here with you. Well, we are so excited to have you on. So before we jump into all of our questions, I was hoping you would take just a couple of minutes and talk a little bit about your background. You are a retail and wholesale legend. So tell our listeners just a little bit about how you got into this industry and your background. Oh, Katie Beth, that could be a little bit longer than that. But I guess I should say that it actually began from childhood, to be honest with you. I um, have a mother that loved to shop, and she was fantastic at it. My father was an entrepreneur, had his own business, so it gave her a gateway for doing that. My grandmother on my father's side was a milliner and a seamstress, and I saw my brother as I was growing up, I saw my brother get this fantastic job at Sears, Sears and Roebuck, many, many years ago, you know what that meant, and he would bring home all these bags of clothing and all these wonderful things, and I said, oh, I'm going to do that too one day, and sure enough, I started out very, very young, and I was about 16 years old, and I got my first sales job. I had some fabulous, fabulous mentors along the way. You just can't imagine what that means at a young age to have people that embrace you and will be very, very much on your side to move you forward a little bit and give you golden nuggets of information and things that will help you to succeed. And I was embraced by all of that many, many years ago. I um, left Cleveland. I got married, left Cleveland, and went to New York and started a fabulous career there because I had already obtained my roots here, grounding. A lot of different companies were very positive in terms of embracing me. And they're older companies now that are no longer around, but the people, if they're still there, they know who they are. And when I went to New York, I started out working for a company called J.W. Mays. And that was my first stint in New York. And I moved from there into buying. And I went into buying for a company called Greens, left there and took off into the Manhattan scene. I worked on wholesale, worked on retail. And one of the most important things about this journey has been all about people in one way or another, the people that you're working with, the people that you meet. So it's embracing that whole concept, wanting to be there, wanting to be around people, wanting to help, giving back. And at this point, 
this book is a way of me giving back a little bit back to the industry. I love that. You mentioned your book. Yeah. So hold it up so we can see it and tell us a little <laughs> about it. Sales Mastery Essentials Made Simple. It's actually a, a quick read. It has seven different principles that will lead you into an easy way of mastering sales. My goal is as a consultant to be able to help other retailers, to help other entrepreneurs that are in either sales or marketing or whatever their business may be, where they feel that they may need someone to come in, review their business, take a look and see what they can do better. Or, you know, some people these days, we've got ourselves into a retail kind of tailspin out here. You guys have been watching stores close. And it's a lot of major department stores. There are a lot of mom and pops. We went through the whole pandemic thing. So hopefully this will give people an opportunity to connect with me. Let me go in, take a look at their surroundings, take a look at their business and see what I can do to assist them with making things better. I've got over 48 years of experience in this industry. I walk it. I talk it. It's a day-to-day thing. You know, I can even go into <laughs> I can go into local stores that I don't even work into. And the first thing somebody does is come up to me and say, can you help me? And <laughs> sometimes I'm able to help. Sometimes I'm not. But I have to stop myself a lot of times. But it's a lot of fun. And it's actually a blessing. It's a real gift. Absolutely. So talk to us. And you, you touch on this much more in the book, I'm sure. Talk to us about your process. See, solve, satisfy. Talk about the S3 method and explain the details of what that is to our listeners. Okay, that's perfect. And it does. It boils down to three basic components. All There are seven components of the S3 method. You start out by having a desire. Most people have something that they desire, whether it's a house, a car, uh, clothing, even a desire to meet people. People always start out with a desire. And from that desire, you have to find a connection. There has to be a connection between people in order to kind of take that desire and carry it along. From there, when someone walks into the business that I'm in now, we do a little exploration. We find out what's important to them. What's their goal? What are they looking for? A lot of times I'll ask somebody where they're going, why they need to have it. All the fine points and details of obtaining enough information from them to best satisfy their needs. So now we go on a point of discovery. So we're going to look and find out, again, what the fine points are and what we need to do in order to solve their needs. So that would involve selection. We need to select the right thing. And a lot of times, in order to do that, you are actually, with that customer, you're deciding from just looking at them what type of person they are, what type of shoes they have on, how they're speaking, how they're communicating. Uh, their mannerisms. Being in sales requires you to determine things rather quickly. And the experience that I have has been a blessing because it allows me to make the right decision at least 99% of the time, I find. And making people smile and having them be happy is one of the biggest components of that. So we go through a point of discovery, selection. Then if they decide and they right now Say, for instance, let me give you an eye, a circumstance. So I had a woman that came into the business that I'm in, which is Haynes Brands. She needed a certain undergarment for an event she was going to. 
Well, most people have no idea that there are a multitude of things that people can wear and do nowadays in terms of foundations for your body. So I guided her to what was actually the best fit for her body. And normally I start out with like three different things in this particular aspect of the business. So I start out with three different items and I let them go in and try them on. Well, lo and behold, hit it. I can normally hit it the first or second. By three, I'm like, hmm, uh, something's off. So we went ahead, got her to try it on. Just three days ago, four days ago, they came back. The girl and her mother came back into the store. They showed me pictures of how she looked, the event that she went to, and how exciting it was for her to feel comfortable in what she was wearing and to be for it to be serviced for her, well-served. That's what makes me happy. So that's what actually consummates the sale, which brings about celebration for me. Hopefully, it brings about celebration for them as well, which it normally does. I can develop a lot of repeat clientele and have through throughout the years. I have people that will still call me from many years ago looking for something or seeing if I have an idea about something. So that's part of the S3 method. See, solve, satisfy, boils all of those seven points down into just understanding your customer and having some empathy and asking the right questions. I love that. And I love the end goal of making the consumer, the customer, the client happy. And then the passion with which you talk about that that's your goal. I love that. Stan, I know you're brimming with questions. What questions do you have for Ruth? Yeah, I do. But before I get to my question, I just want to say that 3S method may work if you're selling undergarments, but it sounds like it would work just as well if you're selling legal services or financial services or Accounting services, the same concept, right? It is the same concept, Stan. Yes, you have definitely touched on it. Most definitely. It's a point of connecting and understanding that customer, connecting, excuse me, with high intention, getting some clarity, and then having a little bit resonance between you so that you can move forward and understand how to solve what their financial needs may be. Yeah. So, uh, when you use the word see, I kind of heard the word listen, mm. meaning really the same thing, right? I mean, it's it's listening first, paying attention, what they're telling you, what they want, right? And getting a sense of what they're telling you. And so one of the things I see a lot is uh, professionals start talking before they've listened enough. Yes, indeed. So missing out on that first S there, right? Absolutely. You so see, one of the things that- your eyes, both. Yes. Yeah. So same, just a different body part, right? That's right. One of the things that intrigued me in your bio is there's a line that says, Ruth's a master at turning around underperforming teams. Now, I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but I'm really interested to hear you share a couple clues with us about how you do that. Well, I think the first thing, Stan, is that you have to, if I'm walking into a business and they have a team that hasn't reached their full potential or they feel that they haven't reached their full potential, number one, I'm going to do a little homework on the company itself. You you cannot walk in cold. You need to identify and observe. So I would probably observe other businesses that they may have for a few days, review that, come back into that business and Most times by walking into a retail establishment, I can determine just how I feel. I've been doing it so long. You can walk in and you can see what's missing. 
you can see the missing piece to the puzzle. A lot of times it may be exuberance. A lot of times it may be excitement. It may be marketing. It may be visual. So you've got a myriad of things that it could be, but drilling down to what it actually is and what's causing it, the cause of it, then going to the solution and hopefully fixing it for good is the real key. Yeah, that's pretty exciting stuff. And uh, any examples you could share of that where you walked in a, a store, for example, and you had that feeling and it's not right? Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't, yeah so I, hear I won't tell you what business it was, but I walked in and a lot of times you can walk into a business. Okay, I'll use a restaurant, for example. You walk into a restaurant and before you even get to the restaurant, when you get to those doors, the doors should be clean. You should not see all these fingerprints and all of these, you know, un, um, un nice things as you walk into the door. It should be clean. I mean, I want to eat at a place that's clean. So the first thing you're doing is looking at the doors. Then you move further. And this is an experience I had. You move further and you're looking around. You're looking at the counters. You're looking to see if things are tattered. If they're not, I can tell you this was an experience in Pennsylvania. And based upon what I initially saw at the counter, at the cash wrap, not even delving behind the scenes, I determined that it was not somewhere that I really wanted to have lunch. So I actually left. I left out. You know, people forget that everything makes an impression on someone. And if you're going, again, as I said, to an eating establishment, what makes you think that everything behind the scenes, if what you're seeing in front of the scenes, that everything behind the scene isn't exactly the same as it is in front. So what you put and put your best foot forward, if you're putting your best foot forward, it's going to show through and through. And if you're not, turn around, leave. You have an opportunity to change it. So tell me now, now that you're at this point of your career, what is it that you do? You take on clients as in a consulting role? Is that how you're working these days? I'm doing both. So I'm taking on clients in a consulting role. Most have been retailers where I've been able to meet the owner, communicate well, and then move from there into analyzing a few particular, some things they may just ask you to look into. Most of the time, it involves people embracing their business and who they hire. I don't know if you've seen that show. There's a restaurant rescue show and the guy goes in and he starts and he tears the place apart from start to finish. And he actually goes through their personnel. He goes through everything. And it's kind of like that same thing. I go in, I'll evaluate the situation. I will sit the owner down and I will tell them exactly what my feelings are from start to finish, what I believe that their changes should be made, what changes should be made how they should be made, give them a 30, 60, 90 day time span because things don't happen overnight. And if it's personnel related, some of those things might have to change overnight in order to save your business. There are too many small businesses out here that are failing currently. You know, people jump into things and you think it's easy and you think that things are going well. We've got a lot of different things in front of us now. We have something maybe to the likes of a recession. We have, we're coming off of a pandemic. Economics has slowed down a little bit. There are a lot of factors that create the best scenario for what people want the public to see and what they want to share with the public. 
So being that we have all those factors, we have to evaluate it carefully. So you work primarily in the retail space. Is there, do you have a geographic footprint where you work or you work in, in a national space? I would love to expand to a national space and I am available for a national space. Mm-hmm. I also am a full-time retail manager at this point in time. So my time is divided, very challenged between what I do on a day-to-day and what I am trying to assist and help people with. Yeah, but in a way, you can see the value of that because not just playing the consulting role, but you're actually like in the other role where you're really delivering on the other side of the table, right? From the perspective of the store itself. You're absolutely correct, Stan. Being hands-on, and that's something that I also suggest to most people. If you're an absentee landlord, you don't know what's going on. But if you're hands-on in your business and you're spending the time with it and you're really helping to develop on a one-on-one basis, especially with your client, no matter whether it be a lawyer, whether it be a retailer, whoever it is, whoever your client is, your audience, you want to make sure that you're spending that time with them and also developing your people so that they know that you're there, you're watching, you're looking, you are hiring them because the need is to succeed. And that success involves them as well. It's just not a one-way street. People sometimes take it as being, oh, they want everything for themselves. Not at all. People want to succeed and they've hired you so that you can be successful also. So it's a wide a swatch that we kind of paint, you know, and people kind of narrow it down too much sometimes. Sounds like a lot of wisdom you've accumulated over these years. <laughs> Quite impressive. And that ties actually into the next question that I have for you. And this one's going to be a challenging one. But if you could give our listeners one piece of wisdom that you have learned from all of your years of experience, just one piece of wisdom, what would it be? Be in it to win it. Be there. Feel it. Embrace it. You have, as I was just saying, be in it to win it. You can't win a gold medal without putting forth the effort. I love that. I love it. So simple and so true. I love that. So through the work that you do, through this sort of coaching with these businesses, and then also uh, through retail, what is it, what legacy are you hoping to leave? It's interesting. That's interesting that you mentioned that. My son today came to me and said, and this is my oldest one, I have three. And it was interesting because I didn't anticipate anything coming from him. And he said to me, he says, you know, mom, This book really is kind of a legacy. And I said, well, yeah, kind of, it's a start. But more so, I think that not only the book, but the people that I have helped to go further in the industry that I'm in, the people that I have been able to mentor, that's my real legacy. The people that I've helped, the customers that come in on a daily basis and come back and say, hey, I need three more of those because those were fantastic. Or Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you the next time I come shopping. Those are the things that really mean something to me. They put not only an imprint on my heart, but a smile um, to my face. I have been all over the world in terms of the positions that I've had in retail. And it's great because a lot of those things that occur just make you smile. And when you can say that you've done your honest best to help someone and that they've been successful, that's a great legacy to leave, I think. It's all about faith and having the intention and going forth with a positive intention to help someone. 
I love that. Good answer. What yes, a great very, answer. I love that. Yes. Yes. And yes, uh, to uh, retweet on what Stan said. I love that. Um, <laughs> just a very simple and beautiful way of looking at things. And I just can't help but mention how your passion for people just continues to come out and how through the work that you do, you truly just want to do your best for your clients. So I love that. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you would like for our listeners to know about? I think that we have probably covered everything except for the ingenuity that I have solved some issues with. So it's not just basic stuff. And if they buy the book, they'll see that, you know, I'm kind of like the Lucille Ball of the end of this thing in terms of being able to resolve things. And sometimes they come out with a funny ending, all bite their resolve, or sometimes it could be something extremely serious. But nonetheless, we aim to please the business that I have as a consultant, aim to please and resolve and create a better, stronger business for people. Perfect. I love that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Legacy Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Our guest today was Ruth Farrington. For more information on Ruth or her book, visit ruthfarrington.com and we'll also link it for you in the show notes. Ruth, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Katie Beth. Thank you, Stan. It's been a pleasure. And I hope I've left something for your audience to think about and to look forward to. You absolutely have. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Legacy Leaders Podcast with Katie Beth Hand and Stan Miller. For more information on them and the show, please visit PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. If you like what you've learned today, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.